This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds, owner of Mint Mobile, with a message for everyone paying big wireless way too much. Please, for the love of everything good in this world, stop. With Mint, you can get premium wireless for just $15 a month. Of course, if you enjoy overpaying, no judgments, but that's weird. Okay, one judgment. Anyway, give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds, owner of Mint Mobile, with a message for everyone paying big wireless way too much. Please, for the love of everything good in this world, stop. With Mint, you can get premium wireless for just $15 a month. Of course, if you enjoy overpaying, no judgments, but that's weird. Okay, one judgment. Anyway, give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at hm.com. That you need to take 100% responsibility for your own success. Mm -hmm. And you can't control what's going on in the world. You can't even control what's going on in, in the relationships that you're in. But what you can control is what you can do. Imagine a life where you feel supported, connected, and understood. I get it. Being a mom is hard, especially when you're spinning so many plates. We exhaust ourselves trying to create the perfect life for our family. You deserve to enjoy your family without the stress perfectionism brings. On this podcast, I provide practical and relatable life experiences. I teach women quick and easy-to-use strategies to help them reclaim their identity, reignite their marriage, and enjoy their children. If you're ready to be challenged, then pull up a chair, grab pen and paper, because it's about to go down. I'm Veronica Cisneros, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and this is the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. Hey ladies, welcome to Empowered and Unapologetic. I'm your host, Veronica Cisneros. So today's guest is the founder and CEO of I Got Smarter, and he's also the author of The Unlucky Sperm. He created a program to support and motivate people to achieve their goals. Early on in life, he was filled with trauma, struggle, and court trials. But although his childhood was something that many of us couldn't fathom going through, he was able to turn his life around in a positive way. 
He set goals, kept a positive mindset, and stayed accountable to his actions. He has developed the I Got Smarter app to help others do the same. So please help me by welcoming Nelson Tressler. Hey, Nelson. Hey, thanks for having me on, Veronica. Appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. I have to say, like I like I sp- like I said offline, like just reading your story. Um, it's like, yeah, it's it, it is definitely like you can't imagine this, and it does sound like something from a movie, like totally, like just you know, listening to your story, and it's just like one struggle after another struggle, not only in childhood but also, you know, business and just all facets of your life. It's like, holy moly, can't this man just catch a break? So can you please share with us your story? Yeah. So uh, yeah, I have quite the origin story. Uh, My mom got pregnant with me when she was 15 years old. And while she was pregnant with me, her father, who was the local trash collector in a small town in central Pennsylvania, drove into the town square. There he spotted two police officers he stuck a gun out the window and opened fire on those police officers, killing one and critically wounding the other. And eventually my grandfather was captured and brought to stand trial where he was facing the death penalty. And my mom uh, testified during his murder trial that the reason that her father had shot and killed the police officer was that that police officer had raped her and she was now pregnant with his baby, who was me. And, um, the, my mom's testimony worked. My, the, the first trial ended in a hung jury. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, uh, my grandfather was tried again, where they took the death penalty off the table because of my mom's testimony. He was found guilty uh, and sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole, where he eventually spent the rest of his life more than 40 years behind bars. Holy mo- Like, I've already heard this story, and I'm still like, Oh my God, (laughs) this is, this is crazy. It's crazy. Um, So you mentioned in one of your interviews, I took responsibility for my life. Like, can you please tell me what that means? Because growing up, I'm, I'm sure it wasn't that easy to just take responsibility for your life, knowing everything that had happened. Yeah, I mean, my, my life didn't get any easier from there. I mean, my, my mom is 15 years old when she had me, and oh, eventually she married a, a man who would become my stepfather, and he was an alcoholic, very physically and emotionally abusive. Yeah. Uh, you know, we had four more children, and the lifestyle that my mom and stepdad were living, uh, you know, f- it, it fell upon me to take care of my siblings, you know, from diaper changing to bottle feeding. And eventually, one day, my stepfather was walking home drunk from a bar and there was somebody else driving home drunk from that bar and they ended up hitting and killing him. And, uh, it was at this time, here's my mom. She's dropped out of school in the eighth grade, uh, never worked outside the home. uh, And as hard as her life has been to this point, and it has been brutal, uh, she, you know, losing my stepfather left her with no hope. And it was at this time that she decided that she was going to take her own life. And uh, fortunately for for everybody, she wasn't successful. But when she got out of the hospital, uh, she determined that she couldn't care for all of us on her own. And that's when our family got split up. And I went to go live with my grandmother, who is the wife of the man who shot and killed the police officer. 
And for the first time in my life, my basic, you know, survival needs were being met. I mean, with my mom, we never had food in the refrigerator. It was always a crapshoot whether or not you were going to have the lights when you hit the switch. And, uh, you know, you always were constantly worried that my stepdad was going to come home drunk and beat me or my mom. So for the first time in my life, living with my grandmother, I didn't have to really worry about survival anymore. And I could start really focusing on where I was heading and where my life was heading and what I wanted for my life. And I remember one day uh, a counselor came from the local university and uh, they talked about, you know, what you needed to do to get into college. And uh, I remember thinking to myself, man, if I could get a college degree, my life would be perfect from there on out. But to this point, you know, I had already failed the fourth grade. Uh, I got placed into special ed. I couldn't read. I couldn't write. I couldn't spell. Come to find out I had dyslexia. So, you know, when you tell yourself you're going to try to do something hard, all of a sudden that voice in the back of your head that wants you to Mm -hmm. stay where you're at, they want Mm -hmm. you to stay comfortable. They start screaming to you all the reasons that you shouldn't even attempt it. And I remember thinking, Nelson, you know, you're in special ed. You can't read. You can't write. You can't spell. Of the family, my mom's family, she had 15 brothers and sisters. Only two of them had ever graduated from high school. None had ever gone to college. And I remember thinking to myself, geez, I'm going to be lucky to graduate high school, let alone, you know, go to college. But I saw where my life was headed and it sucked and I really had nothing to lose. So from that day on, I started to kind of do the things that I thought would get me into college. And, you know, four years, you know, Four schools later, 12 years later, four years in the Air Force, I finally became that first person in my family to graduate from college. And that's when I became obsessed with goals and personal development. And for the first time, you know, I really saw the potential that lied within me. You know, I came through this, you know, trial and being the person I was and my family and always being looked upon and, and no one really expecting anything good out of me. And I, realized, holy cow, you know, look what I did. You know, it it was hard. It took a long time. It was a struggle, but I did it. And then that's when I became obsessed with goals and personal development and realized truly that with enough time, enough energy and enough focus that I could accomplish anything. And I've used that over the last 25 years to design a life that I couldn't have even imagined growing up. Holy moly. Holy moly. That is like, I kind of want to like, just start like clapping. (laughs) Here's why so many of us get stuck. So many of us get stuck in, you know, well, this happened to me. And so, you know, I have to wait. I I can't tell you how many women, not only in my private practice, um, but also the women I coach. Well, I can't, I can't because I'm waiting for this person to accept me. I can't move forward because there was trauma, you know, let's say such as rape. You know, and there's no way, there's no possible way that I can go ahead and move forward. This person has to hold themselves accountable. This person has to be responsible. And so if I move forward, then they're going to think it's okay. And so I can't. And it's like, well, girl, you're going to be waiting for a very long time. And right, matter of fact, you're like literally handcuffed to your past. And you will stay handcuffed to your past until you're willing to go ahead and do something different. But it is, it's, it's not only a risk, it's also taking a chance. So with everything against you with, I mean, your mom, 
Your mom's not necessarily, you know, cheering you on saying, come on, Nelson, you can go out and do it. And yeah, you have dyslexia. However, we're going to go out and get you tutors. Like you didn't have that. In, in addition to that, you didn't even have a father figure. The father figures you've had were all, you know, a bit dysfunctional, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and the one thing that I learned in, in, in listening to what you just said about some of the issues with some people that you help is, you know, the day that my life kind of turned around was the day that I took 100% responsibility for my success. Amen. And you, yep. and, and you mentioned my book, The Unlucky Sperm Club. Yep. The subtitle of that is, you are not a victim of your circumstances. You're a product of your choices. Yeah. And, you know, that's the one thing that I, I've learned and, and we teach in our program, I Got Smarter, is that you need to take 100% responsibility for your own success. Mm -hmm. And you can't control what's going on in the world. You can't even control what's going on in, in the relationships that you're in. But what you can control is what you can do. And, and I believe that it is, it is utter insanity to try to, to worry about and focus on the things that you can't control. But mm -hmm. when you turn that inside and you start focusing on what you can control, that's when you take back that power. That's when you start, you know, understanding that your choices matter. Because if you're giving away, you know, those heartaches, if you're giving away the, the problems in your relationships and your life to somebody else or something else, you're also giving away all the power to fix those. And when I determine that, hey, I'm in charge, I, I can't control what somebody does to me, I can't control what's going on in the world, but I can control what how I react to it. And that's when I took back the power. And that's when I realized I'm I'm in charge. You know, I, I can I can't control the waves of the ocean, but I can control the ways that I set my sail and took one hundred percent complete control of my success. And that's made all the difference. Absolutely. So how does, how does vulnerability play into all of this? You know what? I, I, I'm actually getting better at being vulnerable <laughs> for the, for, for the longest time. Uh, yeah. For the longest time I, I showed no vulnerability. Yeah. I mean, my, the family that I grew up in, if you showed that it was like uh, oh, yeah. a pack of dogs on it, you know, you never wanted to let them see you cry or even show emotion and, that, that was just not part of our culture. And, you know, my wife's family is the total opposite. You know, mm -hmm. they, they cry at uh, Hallmark commercials. And uh, <laughs> so, you know, I've got, to, I've, I've kind of been uh, acclimated into showing your feelings and knowing that it's okay and that you're, you're not going to be judged for it. And in fact, you know, that they like when you show your feelings because, you know, it, it lets them know that you're, that you're human is what they tell me. Because, you know, when I came into this, you know, I was kind of that stoic, you know, nothing, nothing bothered me and I never showed emotion. And, uh, they, they taught me how to do that and taught me that it was actually healthy and, and, and okay to open up and, and be vulnerable and let people know that you're not perfect and that you yeah. do have feelings and, and that things that they say or do might hurt your feelings. So yeah, it was, it, it's been an adjustment for me. So I, I appreciate you just saying all of that. My, my question is, how did all of this impact your relationship? And let me explain a little. You're living this life, right? You're going after goal, goal, goal. And so you went literally from one extreme, failure, you know, um, giving up in school, like not really being so attentive 
to next level, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, meet every single goal I have. Not a lot in between. How did, when you ended up getting married, how did that impact your relationship? Yeah. So because of the family I came from, I mean, the one thing that I could control was I I told myself, my family's never going to want food. They're never going to have to worry about, you know, turning on the lights. So I set out to work as hard as I could to, you know, make as much money as I could. And I felt like that was how I could do my part. The problem was, is the only, you know, I didn't have that model family to kind of see how things were. And because I was doing so well financially and in my career and things like that, when I came home from work, I expected my Stepford wife to meet me at the door in her apron, you know, with three very well manicured boys sitting at the table with the napkin strung over their lap. And uh, that's not what I got. And, you know, I would come home to, you know, crying babies in the house, a wreck (laughs) and, you know, my, my wife uh, heating up uh, macaroni and cheese from the night before. And, you know, I lashed out at her. uh, Mm -hmm. And I talk a lot about this in my book, The Unlucky Sperm Club. And, you know, I felt like she wasn't trying hard enough. And, you know, I had these expectations that were so high, you know, I wanted it to be that perfect family because of where I came from. And, and I felt like, geez, I'm doing my, I'm doing my part. I'm stepping up. Yeah. I'm doing everything I can. You know, why aren't you trying harder? I know you can do it. And, you know, we ended up, uh, you know, going through some really rough times. Uh, we separated a couple of times and again, I talk about that in the book and, you know, uh, it was a struggle and it was touch and go, but there was one thing that happened. I mean, we both wanted to be married and and my number one goal is I want to be married for 50 years to my wife. And I just celebrated my 25th wedding anniversary. So I'm halfway there. And, um, you know, we always joke about that. We were, I always say, you know what, it's the 18 happiest years of my life because we had some rough times in there. And, uh, but the one thing that I started to do that made a huge difference was I replaced my expectations with appreciation. You know, I Mm -hmm. saw all these other people that just loved my wife and thought she was incredible. And I'm like, what are they looking at? Like, you know, (laughs) you know, I couldn't see it. But then I kind of took a step back and I realized, man, she is incredible. I just had these unrealistic expectations, these expectations of perfection uh, that nobody could have lived up to. And that's what I was judging her off of. But when I took that step back and just started to appreciate everything that she did great and really you know, for the first time saw how incredible she was at being a mother and raising these great kids and being a great wife and always putting everybody ahead of her. Uh, that's when I just started to fall in love with her all over again. Would you say that those expectations were all fear-based? Yeah, they absolutely were fear-based. I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to live the the life that I had lived. I didn't want yeah. my kids to live that life. And when I saw that it wasn't perfect at home and, and having those, you know, having it the way that I thought it should be, uh, it scared me to death. Yeah. 
Yeah. I only, I only asked that because I, I was that same way. I, I can't say I grew up the exact way you did. However, there, there was, there was a whole bunch of dysfunction in my upbringing and the same with my husband's. And so for me, I'm very much like a go-getter, like, okay, well, that's the goal. Let's go ahead and take it this next level. And I can get very, very easily sidetracked in work and, um, reaching, you know, numbers and whatever. And one thing that I constantly get caught up in, or I did constantly get caught up in is you're trying to go ahead and meet all of these expectations to go ahead and make up for everything that happened in your past. How did that play into your life? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that was definitely what was happening with me is, you know, I wanted to go out there and, and take over the world. And, you know, there, there was a lot of, you know, the, the town that I came from and, and the life that I lived in my family, there were people who didn't expect anything out of me. And, yeah. and, and, you know, they expected me to probably end up in jail or, you know, live, live a miserable life. So I think there was a lot of it in me too, that I was going to prove everybody wrong. And, um, you know, so I, I think that made me work even harder. And, yeah. you know, I, I just didn't want my family to, you know, have to suffer through a lot of the things that I suffered through. And, you know, I just busted my butt. But, you know, the, the, fortunately for me, I mean, my kids were always my number one priority. Yeah. So it wasn't, you know, I didn't get to the point where, you know, I was missing sports games or no, school no. events or anything like that. So I'm, I thank, thankfully, I, I didn't go down that path. But you know, there were definitely, you know, nights when the kids would go to bed that I would stay up until, you know, three in the morning working yeah. and, and trying to provide for them. That's something. That, so that's where a lot of miscommunication happens. I see in couples, especially in marriages, is a wife. And what I hear from a lot of my clients is, well, he's too busy for me. He doesn't show us love. You know, he'll he'll come to games or he'll 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 sit at the dinner table, but he's not necessarily present. Yeah. And what a lot of women don't realize is men aren't necessarily taught to go ahead and express emotion. Men aren't taught to be vulnerable. Matter of fact, like you mentioned earlier, it's highly discouraged. Like you show any form of vulnerability, somebody's kicking your butt, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so what was it or 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 did you did you were you able to go ahead and communicate with your wife, listen, like I'm trying to go ahead and make up for my past. And I realize that this is impacting our marriage. I I don't know how to express love. I don't know any other way. Teach me. Or, yeah. Or, I mean, we, we went to counseling during our, our, our hard times a couple of times and, you know, talked through some of that and, and the therapist kind of pulled a lot of that stuff out. Um, but yeah, I mean, vulnerability, I mean, it's not, something that a, a man is gonna, you know, at least me, you know, is chalking up there as one of their, you know, number one traits. And, um, you know, I, I don't know, I don't know my, I think my wife understood that and realized that and, yeah. uh, and kind of compensated for me. But uh, yeah, it, 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 it was a struggle then. And, and although I've gotten better at it, I'm still not crying at Hallmark commercials by any means. We don't need you to go that far. We don't need you to go that far. What advice would you give to the woman who is married to someone like you? 
Like, what do we need to understand so that we can connect more? You know what I think would really help is I, I think you have to have tolerance with that because that's where I think a man gets his worth is how he's providing mm-hmm. for his family. And I, I know that's what what I was, you know, Hey, you know, you're driving a nice car. We're living in a nice house in a nice neighborhood. Our kids are going to good schools. Like I have worth as a man. And, you know, I think a wife needs to understand that that's where that comes from, but there's nothing to say that you can't compromise and say, you know what? I understand you got to go out and, and, uh, you know, take over the world, but you know, at the dinner table, Let's uh, let's put away the phone. Let's not talk about work and let's talk about, you know, us and our family and things like that. So having those little slots of time that are reserved for that and then as a wife being okay if it's not that slot of time that it's okay that your husband's out there trying to, uh, you know, uh, take over the world uh, and understanding that that's, he's doing that for you. And that's the way that he's, he's showing his love, Mm -hmm. but you you need both of those. And I think if you give him, okay, here's an hour at dinner and after dinner that we're going to talk about life and family and schedules, and you're going to be here and present with me. And besides that, you know, I'll take it, I'll take more, more of it if you can give it to me. But I'm all, I'm also not going to be irritated whenever you're out there doing the things that you feel like you need to do. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. I agree. I agree 100%. We can all use a little help in our marriage, especially when it comes to communicating. I have created a quiz just for you. Find out if you are making these marriage mistakes. This quiz is 100% free. I will give you practical tips and easy-to-use strategies to apply right away. You all know I'm a huge advocate for you, mamas, and I'm on a mission to help you experience true connection and stress-free living. Ladies, we are setting our marriages up for success, but it starts with you first. You will find this freebie here in my show notes or go to empoweredandunapologetic.com forward slash quiz. The information I will be providing you is next level and people pay good money to get these tips that I will be giving you for free. Don't forget to share this with a friend who needs it. You being so open, honest, and raw in your book, you know, and with your story, that that shows great vulnerability. And, you know, I appreciate you you sharing that with us. And also, I appreciate you opening up about your marriage and how all of that's kind of impacted you all together. Um, you mentioned a lot about meaning. Meaning. What would you say was the meaning for your childhood? Yeah, you know, and 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 I love this. It, it, this one concept has changed my life because, you know, for the longest time in my childhood, um, you know, when I joined the Air Force, I never moved back to that small town because of everything I represented, my family represented. And, you know, for the first time I was, you know, in the Air Force and I could say my last name and, you know, it didn't mean anything to anybody. And it was very liberating. And for the first time I thought, you know what, I can be anybody I want to be. And, uh, you know, my last name doesn't mean anything. So there was that. And then when I met my wife, um, and, and I didn't talk about this with anybody, but when I met my wife and we were getting serious and thinking about marriage, I felt, okay, I need to tell her, you know, my past and, and my family history. And, and I told her, but 
I never told anybody else. I never told my kids. I never told my friends or coworkers or in-laws, you know, that weakened me. I hated that part of my life and what it represented and all the pain that it uh, brought me. So I never even wanted to think about it. But then as I kind of got to this stage in my life and was able to sell some businesses and figuring out, okay, what do you want to do with the rest of your life? And, you know, I, I determined, I started to think about why I'd lived the life that I lived. And for the first time I started to think, you know what, Nelson, you might've lived that life so that you can help other people, help inspire other people and motivate other people and help other people realize that they're not a victim of their circumstances, you know, that they're a product of their choices. And for the first time in my life, you know, I truly believe everything, you know, anything that happens to us, we get to assign meaning. Mm -hmm. And for the first time in my life, I started to assign a positive meaning to those events and my childhood and the circumstances of my birth. And all of a sudden, instead of it weakening me, it strengthened me and it motivated me and it, and it inspired me. Same exact events. The only thing that changed was that I gave it a different meaning. And yeah. I think we can all do that with everything that happens to us in our lives is assign a positive meaning. I know sometimes it's hard and it's hard for me and I have to get super creative to kind of, okay, what's, what's here? You know, what, what am I going to learn from this or how is it going to strengthen me? It's hard sometimes, but I think it's possible that we can give a positive meaning to everything that happens to us in life. Absolutely. I I agree. I think it's so important. Otherwise we get stuck, you know, and I love that you said, you know, what can, what have we learned from it? What have we learned from it? And for most of us, if we look at it in that light, you know, well, it didn't take us down. You yeah. know, we didn't die. It didn't end our life. You know, it felt it was painful. It was traumatic. And, you know, I'm able to go ahead and still move forward. I love that. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I like to say when, when things are hard is, you know, this isn't happening to me. It's mm-hmm. happening for me. And I just have to find out what that is and what, why is it happening for me? And, and, you know, it's, it's a lot of mindset. I mean, a lot of this is, a lot of this is mindset and what you're going to bring. I mean, especially with relationships and, you know, and again, I, I've been there, I've done that. I've been Mm -hmm. to counseling. I've been separated. uh, You know, we've, we've talked divorce and, but man, as I said here and just celebrated my 25th wedding anniversaries, what I can tell you is it is worth it. Uh, to work it out. And, uh, you know, fear does not play very much in my life. But Mm -hmm. the one thing that scares me to death is if I wouldn't have worked it out with my wife, that the life that I would have forfeited, all the memories that I would have forfeited, you know, that that scares me. And I'm so blessed that that we were able to work it out and, and figure it out. Absolutely. What do you think was on both of your sides for you to go ahead and work it out? Yeah, I mean, I think we both loved each other, of course. We both wanted a good family. You know, we both had strong faith. Um, I mean, it's a true miracle that we made it. So I think there were so many things, uh, you know, as we looked back and, you know, after kind of making it this far. And Mm -hmm. believe me, we're we're under no illusion that, uh, you know, we've (laughs) made it. And, and, you know, there's still a lot of work and, and still a lot of things that we need to do. But I think having that that goal together, it, you know, to uh, you know live happily ever after, and and some sometimes there's ebb and flow in that, and ups yeah. and downs, and you just got to understand that it's that long term perspective, 
And I think, you know, getting through, you know, those, those trials and tribulations in our marriage early on, you know, prove to us that we can get through it if we want to. So now, whenever we kind of have, have a, you know, a disagreement or something, one, we don't blow it up like we used to, because we understand it's a lot of it's small stuff and we try not to sweat that. But we also realize, you know what, no matter what comes our way, if we really want to, we can get through it. And not only uh, can we get through it, that it'll be worth it when we do. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Um, I love that. I love that you just said that. So my last two questions, what are you doing right now to live the life you want to live? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm living life with purpose. We talked a little bit about I Got Smarter, you know, in that program and in the app. Uh, every single day, I am planning out my day. I know what my goals are. I know what actions I need to take to achieve those goals. You know, I'm, I'm learning gratitude and giving thanks for everything that I have. So I, I am living life with purpose and I know where I want to end up. You know, I know I want to end up at 135 years old, surrounded by five generations of, of my posterity and everybody just looking down and, and thinking, you know, what a, what a great experience it was to have me in their lives. That's what I'm shooting for. And I try to make those choices to make that, you know, become a reality. I love that. I love that. Awesome. Um, my last question, and I know you're a male and I'm still going to ask this. I'm still going to ask this because of everything you've shared. What advice would you give to the mom who feels stressed and disconnected? That mom that's, that's reheating that mac and cheese. What yeah. advice would you give her? You know what? Uh, things will get better. Uh, you know, and you know what, I, I think there's so many moms out there that feel like, you know, I, and I hear this from my wife, you know, she'll, she, she sees the Facebook moms that look like they're having this perfect life. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing, you know, that I had to have to laugh is, you know, somebody had read my book and they, they had known us, our sons had played baseball 10 years ago. And he came up to me and he said, man, I read your book and I can't believe that you guys were going through that because I looked at you and your family and thought you guys had it all together. And we are all struggling. And Mm -hmm. uh, you know what? Every single day is a new beginning. It's a new day to start over. And I think there's so many people that want to wait until everything is perfect to start living that life that they want to live. But my one suggestion is start today and start where you're at. That's the only place we can start. You know, don't wait for things to get better. Don't wait for all the traffic lights to turn green before you head down that road. Start today, start where you're at, and then focus on what you can control. Because it's insanity to try to focus on what your spouse is doing or what your kids are doing. Focus on how you can you know, create this life and design this life that you want to do. And what you'll find out is everything else will come together as you're doing what you can control. And I think you feel a lot more in control because all of a sudden you're making the choices that you can make. But if you're focused on all the things that are happening outside of your control, uh, it's a rough existence. Mm -hmm. I wanted to go ahead and make sure I touched on this too. Your app, I Got Smarter. How did, how can it help us? Yeah. So, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a full blown 
uh, goal fulfillment uh, program. And what it does is one, you go through a self-assessment and you make sure that you're crystal clear on what you have. I mean, and you reflect upon your life and what's worked and what hasn't worked. And, you know, you learn how to write a goal and there's just so many, I mean, here we are in, in, you know, mid January, I don't know when this will uh, air, but you know, 92% of people have already failed on their new year's resolutions. I mean, there's a lot of people struggling out there with achieving their goals. And this program helps, you know, you stick to your goals. You can invite a success partner that's working on their own goals to help you. And through the app, you have instant communication. They know when you're doing your morning ritual or your Mm -hmm. evening ritual, when you've checked off a milestone. And another thing that I think we do uh, that really helps people is we all have these big, hairy, audacious goals, and our mind has trouble wrapping around it. Mm-hmm. So what we've done is we teach people how to break those big goals down into what we call a four-week sprint. And now all of a sudden, your mind can really wrap around. This is where I want to be in four weeks. And we break that down into milestones. And here's where I want to be by the end of the week. And then every single day, you plan out what you're going to do to achieve that milestone and eventually that goal. And your mind can get behind what you have to do today. But if you're thinking about goals you want to do five years from now, 10 years from now, there's no urgency. There's there's no real clear vision of what needs to be done. So this program, you know, has changed people's lives. It's changed my life. And it's not just something that's thrown out on paper or research. This is what got me from where I was to where I am today. I've used these strategies and techniques, you know, for the, for the past 25 years. And uh, I've patched up everywhere where I failed with goals and personal development and really put it through in this program and put it into an app so it's easy to use. And if you want to live an exceptional life, you need to plan it and you need to live with purpose. It's not just going to happen for you. Absolutely. I agree 100%. So where can we find it? It's it's both in Apple and on Android, so you find it on the app stores. Uh, you can also go to nelsontrustler.com, and uh, there we're giving away uh, 30 days free to make sure it's a good fit for you. So you can nice. go on there and, and get, it for, get it for free for a month and try it out. And my book is also available on nelsontrustler.com and Amazon, anywhere books are sold. I, I, your book, um, I think, it, I believe, is, is something that both – you know, um, a woman and, and her oh, husband, yeah. right? They I, can I gain think, so you know much what, in, in, if you're, if you're struggling with marriage, mm-hmm. uh, and relationships, uh, I think the book will change your life. I mean, that, yeah. that's where I read, that's what I kind of wrote it from. I mean, my marriage and my family is my number one goal above everything else. And that's yeah. the one thing that I wanted people to realize is, you know what, everybody struggles. And there's a few, you know, it's it's a memoir slash self help. So at the end of every chapter, there's the things that have helped me through it. And uh, yeah, no, if you're struggling, and it's a great read. Yeah, I appreciate the male perspective, too. I really do. So where can we find you? So you gave us your website. Are you on social media? Yeah, I'm on all the socials. I'm new at social media, so I'm <laughs> building those up. I'm trying to uh, build it out on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, but yeah, I'm there and and post great messages uh, on there of positive and encouragement. And that's what I'm trying to do for everybody. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. 
Yeah. Thanks for having me, Veronica. Great, great conversation. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Many women lose their own identity in the shadow of being a mom and a wife. We are a community of women who support each other. We leave perfectionism behind to become empowered and unapologetic. I want to personally invite you to join our girl gang. It's a free Facebook community for women just like you. Go to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash empowered and unapologetic. See you there. What's up, ladies? Just want to let you guys know that your ratings and reviews for this podcast are greatly appreciated. If you love this podcast, please go to iTunes right now, write a review, rate the episode, and subscribe. Don't forget to share it with your friends. Empowered and Unapologetic is part of the Practice of the Practice Podcast Network, a family of podcasts that change the world. To hear other podcasts like the Bomb Mom Podcast, beta male revolution or imperfect thriving go to practice of the practice.com forward slash network this podcast is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information in regards to the subject matter covered this is given with the understanding that neither the host practice of the practice or the guests are providing legal mental health or other professional information if you need a professional you should find one Hey there, this is Casey McGuire Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. I'm an ex-red wine girl turned life coach who helps busy women change their relationship with alcohol. I spent 20 years climbing the corporate ladder while drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. In the Hello Someday podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking-obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen. And I hope you check it out. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. 
My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope, listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there. Hey there, this is Casey McGuire Davidson, host of the Hello Someday podcast. I'm an ex-red wine girl turned life coach who helps busy women change their relationship with alcohol. I spent 20 years climbing the corporate ladder while drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. In the Hello Someday podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking-obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst-case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen, and I hope you check it out. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there. Hey there. This is Casey McGuire Davidson, host of the Hello Someday Podcast. I'm an ex-red wine girl turned life coach who helps busy women change their relationship with alcohol. I spent 20 years climbing the corporate ladder while drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. In the Hello Someday podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking-obsessed culture without a buzz and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst-case scenario to the best decision of your life. You can find new episodes of the Hello Someday podcast every Thursday, wherever you listen, and I hope you check it out.
I'm Madeline, and I'm the host of the Happiest Sober Podcast. I got sober in my 20s after a decade of gray area drinking, and the greatest plot twist of all time was realizing that alcohol, the thing that I thought made my life the most happy and fun and exciting, was actually the exact thing preventing me from living my happiest and best life. My mom is 40 years sober, and she joins me on my podcast very often. I like to call her my part-time co-host, and I also bring you solo episodes where I share my top tips, tricks, and mindset shifts in sobriety, and lots of how-tos for navigating all the things sober, from weddings to parties to holidays to bachelorette parties to trips. I'm also joined by so many guests who come on and share their sober stories, and they're all so, so inspiring. I'm here to show you that life doesn't end when you quit drinking. In fact, it's very much the opposite. And no matter what your relationship was with alcohol, life can be the absolute happiest when you're sober. New episodes come out every Tuesday. You can listen to Happiest Sober Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.